BG Mania, a video game music podcast for January 17th, 2021, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You're listening to Adventurer's Birth from Ease Memories of Salsetta on the PlayStation Vita, released November 26, 2013, composed by Hayoto Sonoda, Takahiro Unisuga, Saki Momiyama, and Tomokatsu Hagiuda. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we'd like to do on this show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating into review, or whatever you think we're worth, so that way we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. It's finally time to admit that attempting to move the podcast to two scheduled episodes weekly was a terrible idea. I thought with the new format and grouping the tracks into blocks uh, that it would streamline the entire process and allow for more episodes to be produced quicker. And while that's technically true, I didn't quite take into consideration the extra work on my plate with two new shows under the Level Down Games umbrella that I became responsible for over the summer both the media files and hit our music and all elite wrestling podcast. So with that being said, we're moving BG mania back to having one regularly scheduled episode every Wednesday morning. However, there will still be additional episodes uploaded throughout the week on random days whenever we have something that needs discussed. It just won't be an every week thing because we only successfully pulled off two episodes a week, like three or four times since starting it several months back. <laughs> Today on BG Mania, we're doing something very different and relatively unique. Bedroth presented an idea to me a while back about doing a featured episode on Ease 4, as it has a very unique development cycle and story, with four separate and different versions of the game existing across multiple different platforms. The Super Famicom or the Super Nintendo, the PC Engine or TurboGrafx-16, the PlayStation 2, and then finally, most recently, the PlayStation Vita, all have different versions of Ease 4. 
the opening and closing tracks, as well as the final block of music that we'll get to later on in the show, all feature different tracks from one of those versions of the game. However, the next three blocks of music that we're going to hear on the show with Bedroth all are major compilations of different tracks that are found within each game. So that way we can hear the comparisons and differences found within the music. We're not going to be calling out specific pieces of music as we introduce each track, as each individual one consists of four individual songs, technically, with each one having different composers. The order of the versions that we're going to hear in all of these compilations that Bedroth put together starts with the Super Nintendo. Nintendo version of Ease 4, followed by the PlayStation 2 version, and then the TurboGrafx-16 version, and finally closing each compilation with the PlayStation Vita version. Before we bring Bedroth into the studio and begin discussing the game and all of the differences found in the music, let's cut to our first block of three compilation tracks. You're listening to a compilation of the Dawn of Ease.
you're listening to a compilation of The Forest of Celsetta. You're listening to a compilation of Sanctuary Sacred District.
right, and we're back in here, and I am joined once again, show regular now, straight from a very good music podcast called VGM, a very good music. It's Bedroth! Welcome back, <laughs> sir. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me, sir. It is great to be back, and yeah, this is like, what, my third? My fourth? Third? Somewhere in there? Yeah. Somewhere. I lost. I, it, it's not even that many, but I stopped keeping count after like one. Right. <laughs> <Does it? laughs> but I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're back because we, we've obviously been on an ease kick lately here mm-hmm. on not only the show, but, but Level Down Games. And it's timely. This works out because Ease 9 is about to officially release in the States here on PlayStation 4 February 2nd. I think, right? Yes. That sounds right. February 2nd sounds cool. right. Ease, Ease 9 will be coming out. I just played through the demo. Uh, really looking forward to jumping into that here relatively soon. But you presented an idea to me after we sat down and recorded the episode on Ease Origin that you played through for the show and, you know, for Level Down Games about doing a a focus on a particular Ease game that has a multiple, like multiple different versions. And we're talking Ease 4. And I fell in love with the idea. I'm fairly certain other shows, you might correct me if I'm wrong, have done a similar concept with other games and other ideas. I think there may have been a Marcado Bros episode where they did something similar, but I don't know that it was ever done on Ease 4. I have never come across a podcast episode, um, at least that I remember, but I don't think I have it all on Ease Four specifically. Um, yeah, I know there's been episodes. I know there's been episodes where they've compared different versions mm-hmm. of games, and that's kind of what this idea is. So I, I know it's it's been done, but not on this particular game. Yeah, Mike uh, Mike Levy of originally of the Pixel Tunes Radio podcast and now of XVGM has done that on a, um, a few episodes. Uh, he calls them uh, same song, different game, um, where he does. And but but on those, it's not like the same game that he focuses all the way down. He like will play. Um, a song from two different versions of the same game, and then he'll play a song from two different versions of a different game. That's kind of how Got those episodes it. Okay. go. But so this one is is definitely unique in that we're taking a single game that has lots of different iterations and comparing the music. And yeah, I was really glad that you were you were so into this idea because it, it, it's ambitious to put the songs together, but it's also kind of ambitious just to tackle this sort of thing. It's also going to be relatively hard because. Mm-hmm. Three of the games are in like Japanese only, mm-hmm. so yeah. neither one of us have played the games. I've only I've played through uh, Memories of Celsetta, which is the most recent remake of Ease Four, which is now considered canon. So I have some experience there and can go into that. But really, everything else, I'm kind of just going off what I've read and seen. <laughs> right? Yeah. And now, have you played every? mainline ease game in some iteration no. or other okay uh in some iteration maybe maybe i'm trying to think if i've ever played a version of ease 5 because i've played through ease 6 ease 7 ease 8 was lacrimosa of donna which is amazing um three i think five might be the only one i have not okay um so you at least know like the characters because um absolutely 
Uh, because I, I know a lot of the same characters and locations show up across different different uh, Ease games, um, which I thought was really cool, the way that they have that kind of continuity. Um, but um, And I've listened to a lot of Ease music, as I mentioned on our Ease Origin episode, because it's a it's really a, a favorite in the community. Because the, I mean, Falcom Sound Team JDK is just, uh, as everybody knows, they're just fantastic. And um, But my only direct experience, of course, is with Ease Origin. Um, and so this was really cool. Uh, I feel like I know this game fairly well, you know, just through the music and through some of the story beats that I read that went along with the music and which I kind of had to help in figuring out what some of the songs were. <laughs> but um, it was just this was a lot of fun to put together. And the idea came from a video that I actually watched really shortly after we recorded our episode uh, on YouTube. Um, and I'm sure that you'll probably link it in the show notes, but uh, anybody who is interested in this kind of thing should go check it out. When I heard the story of this game, I, I just really felt like I had to do something with it. And of course my VGM nerd mind went straight to, I wonder what all the different soundtracks sound like. <laughs> and um, this may be a, a unique situation in the history of gaming. You have a lot better knowledge of that than I do, but I can't recall any other story of a game, the same game being made and remade yeah. this many times. I don't, I, and four different versions of the same game. Like yes. generally when a game is remade or redone, the story is largely the same. Mm -hmm. And here we have not, I, I, I don't want to say drastically different stories, but the stories are different. They, they aren't the same story from one version to another. Yeah, from what I saw, uh, about the only... The, the two big commonalities are that Adol is the main character and that it takes place in the forest country of Salsetta. Um, there are a couple of other maybe like similarities across the board. I think that Adol's love interest is the same in all four games, but... I mean, characters get moved around, um, the locations are different, or are um, you go in different orders. Um, the music, even if it's the same track, might play in a different place in one version than it does in another version. And um, so yeah, it's all really, really interesting. But speaking of the music... <laughs> what am speaking I Speaking of the music, man... <laughs> You actually were in charge of, and this was totally your idea. I, I did not bring it up to you. Remember, <laughs> all the work into this episode today done by Bedroth. You can thank him. Reach out. Make sure you're listening to his show. <laughs> we'll link that in the show in the show notes. It's always there. But you went ahead and put together these compilation mixes of tracks that exist in all four versions of Ease 4. And yes. we just listened to three of those compilations, The Dawn of Ease, The Forest of Salsetta, and Sanctuary Sacred Dis... I don't know. I, I should have actually pulled the actual names of the tracks. I just have yeah, what you it, named it, them. Is it called Sanctuary Sacred District? It, it doesn't really matter. Um, it, it was called Sanctuary in some versions. Yeah, I don't think I it, I don't think, it, I don't think, Sacred I don't think it does either. And yeah, like you the said, the actual these... names of the tracks will be in the show notes. Right. And like you said, the original three games were released in Japanese only. And so these are all translated names anyway. Some of them, like the, the, 
the Memories of Salsetta soundtrack does have some English names. Um, but, uh, by the way, also the Japanese name of that version translates directly to um, something like the Forest Ocean of Celsetta, not Memories of Celsetta. That was just a totally anglicized name. Um, but yeah, that actually made it really interesting to put these songs together because they were not called the same thing across all four of the soundtracks that I found. And then they weren't called the same thing. So you really, you really had to go in, <laughs> listen intricately to all four of these soundtracks and figure out, okay, well, this one, which is called this, this might be called, I don't know, track a plus four. And then you got track D seven, two. I don't know why I picked random ass things like that, right. but those are actually the same pieces of music. Just not named the same. <laughs> and I originally went to YouTube and just found playlists of them. And then that's how I isolated the nine tracks that actually are in every single iteration of this game. But then when I went to um, KH Insider, where is actually, which is actually where I downloaded the, um, the files I used, they were not always called the same thing as they were even on YouTube. And so then I had to like listen through those tracks and find it. And so it was work, but it was a lot of fun. This is the kind of work that I love doing which I know, you know, you understand as your own editor. <laughs> of course, of course. So of these three tracks, The Dawn of Ease, The Force of Salsetta, and Sanctuary, which one of these do you, and this is going to be hard to say on this show because it's like 12 different tracks we just listened to, which one do you think you like the best overall? I, I really lean heavily toward The Forest of Salsetta as as like my favorite of maybe these particular three tracks. Mm -hmm. But that's just because... I, I, I am a massive fan of the way the Vita version sounds on this particular one. Like, I am too. and it's almost like not really like the main theme, but it is one of like the main, I, I guess, exploration themes of, of the, the Vita version. So it's so ingrained and you're going to hear it consistently uh, in certain areas. But yeah, I'd probably say that one. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to go the same way. Um, that that one and um, the Dawn of Ease, the, both of those are I think are really really good. Sanctuary has just a different sound to it. I think it's supposed to sound kind of ominous, and on that one I really really like the Vita version of of Sanctuary. Um, for the other two. I like the Vita version of Forest Ocean of Celsetta, but I think I'm going to have to lean toward the, the PC Engine or the, the TurboGrafx CD version of both Dawn of Ease and Forest of Celsetta, because to me, they just sound like Ease music. Like, they remind me of Ease Origin, and the way that they um, that the arrangers put all this together, uh, just really, really cool. But... And I think down the line, if you listen, um, the TurboGrafx CD version it, of most of these songs is going to be my favorite. There are a couple of really distinctive exceptions to that, which is it's going to be interesting to talk about. But um, it's really cool. I mean, I could talk all night just about the differences between some of the instrumentation on these. So I'm, I'm going to forcibly stop myself sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> this was just <laughs> talk as much as you want, man. It's always it's always a pleasure when you're here because I think your excitement and your your love for the uh, for the music shines through. So Aww, that's really cool. OK, well, then I'll just talk about Dawn of Ease since it was the first one that we listened to and just kind of because I think it sets the tone for the musical differences that we hear. Um, you mentioned when we were talking before that um, when I asked about which of these versions overall you think you like the best, um, you said that it was between the Super Famicom version and the PC Engine version. And 
I, I'm going to have to say the same, I think. There were some of these um, where the Super Famicom version just so forcibly reminded me of stuff I grew up with. The Dawn of East specifically, I'm getting vibes from the uh, the Super NES version of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the like, side-scrolling beat-em-up game. Um, oh, dude! I, okay, I just, yeah. I'm listening to it again <laughs> as you just mentioned that. Okay, and I can get that. some awesome, awesome tunes in it, but also just, I don't know, like... Some of the like the Capcom fighters um, have this sort of uh, this sort the of Super Famicom too. version yeah. of the Donovies is probably the strongest version of that particular track. I don't know. I, I am very partial to that version. It's so good. And, and the PS2 version, I don't know. It, it's interesting because the PS2 versions of most of these, they honestly feel kind of phoned in. It's just like the Super Famicom version, but with like they tried to find realer sounding samples and really I think it just kind of took away some of the charm. The composition is still super strong and it shines through. But from what I read, pretty much every aspect of the PS2 port was kind of phoned in. Um, it's not a super great game. Uh, I think it's the least critically acclaimed of any of the four versions. What's the least? It, it doesn't even look that appealing. Yeah, it really doesn't. Like it, it definitely, like it just, I don't know, like like the, the screenshots that they have on the website that you found, hardcoregaming101.com, net um they're not even that vibrant like everything just almost seems like washed out yeah. and i don't know the ps2 version doesn't look the that PC good engine version uh we you and i were talking it just it really pops it looks great and it leads in with this saxophone sound uh which was really cool and of course on this one you can actually tell what the instruments are supposed to sound like instead of having to guess at it like you often do on a, on a, a super famicom um but then it goes into like the electric guitar and this is where it sounds to me like something from E's origin. That that guitar is just so distinctively Falcom. And um, then when it gets into like the harmonizing guitars where they're like going up in, um, uh, you know, like like intervals and they've got like harmonized thirds. But then it gets into the um, the Vita version. And when it gets into that, do 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 do, when it gets into that, it's like these this trumpet trio, this brass trio, and you've almost got like a ska feel going on, and it's just really really cool listening back to the Dawn of Ease and focusing in on those different versions. Um, and what's crazy is that you just talked about so many different instruments, so many different genres. And it's all the it same is. track. It is. <laughs> just four different versions of a game. Which, that right there, um, the last like five minutes of us talking is like a microcosm of what is so great about video game music. Because you can literally find anything if you look hard enough and if you listen to enough stuff. That's why it's so much fun just to like sit down and get lost in a soundtrack or... I mean, I, I can't tell you how often I listen to video game yeah. music while actually mm -hmm. writing or doing other things. Like, it just, yep. it works. It works. It does. And there have actually been times when I've had to go back and like re-listen to parts of a podcast and skip past the music because I was listening to it while I was doing something else. And I would like listen to the music and then zone out while people were talking. But then I want to go back and hear what they said about the music. So, <laughs> um, so but yeah, but I think I'm, I'm going to agree with you as my final word on these three tracks. Uh, Composition-wise, uh, Forest Ocean of Celsetta is is my favorite of this this uh, introductory trio. Well, I mean, you actually picked the intro track, and you're going to pick the closeout track, of course. But um, of this, uh, you know, first block that I'm talking about, Forest of Celsetta is is my favorite. Well, let's go ahead and kick to our second block of three tracks here that you put together for the show. We're going to be taking a listen to Battle Temptation of the Harley Quinn, and I want to be gentle. <laughs> 
And then when we come back, we'll discuss those three as well. You're listening to a compilation of Battle Number 58.
You're listening to a compilation of Temptation of the Harley Quinn.
you're listening to a compilation of I Want to Be Gentle.
So of those three, you asked me, Bedroth. I'm going to ask you now. Of those three, which one is your favorite? Oh, man, that one's tough. I mean, obviously, I want to be gentle is the standout because it's so different. I know which one's my favorite. Um, it is a good track. That is a great it, track. It's a really sweet little track, um, and it's very different from anything else on the playlist tonight. So I was glad that I found it. Um, oh, that's really hard. I think I'm going to have to go with The Temptation of the Harlequin. Okay, I it's would have really said battle. It's really hard between those two. I am a massive fan of of the uh, of, of battle music found in Ease, and, and I really guess any JRPG and specifically Falcom JRPGs, the the battle music is always so addicting and good, and, and this one just does not disappoint. And your compilation highlighted <laughs> it perfectly. I am definitely going to at some point. Shukapau really, really wants to do an RPG battle themes episode. And I'm definitely going to pick um, Battle from, and I, I and I think the actual name you can see it on the on the track title, the actual name that I saw across different versions is Battle Number Fifty Eight. Now whether that means you know JDK had to try fifty eight times to get a battle team this great, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> no way, one and done. They make masterpieces. Battle is really really great. I think Temptation of the Harlequin has got some some instrumentation that is just really really fun for me and like the vita version has this uh, this piano going on that is really really great um this is actually one of the ones it's not the one i was thinking of but the, the pc engine version it gets a little bit old because there's this like operatic female vocalist in the background and 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 she, she gets a little she gets a little um i don't know it's not my favorite version <laughs> um the uh, the Super Famicom version of this one actually oh no this is the one where the PS2 version Temptation of the Harlequin the PS2 version I feel like actually did improve pretty well on the Super Famicom version um, it's basically the same composition but the way that they employed the new instruments was really cool and the bass is really really nice on the PS2 version um, going back though and listening to Battle Fifty Eight I love that opening like that like downward you know like the oh you're in a battle now kind of sound <laughs> yeah you sort of like like what you would picture like the you know the the spiraling screen as it goes away and then the battle exactly you can even hear that in the music this one super battle cool. 58 is one of my favorite um the super famicom version of this is one of my favorite of the super famicom tracks it's it just really really pops the pc engine version of that track is really good too yes yeah the PC Engine version of that is yeah, really good. Yeah, the PC Engine version has just got this, like, wailing guitar in it, and it throws a solo in there, which I thought was really, really fun. Um, it was really interesting looking at the uh, the wave um, links for this one um, in Audacity, and, like, um, you know, when I when I had to kind of try to levelate the volume a little bit, um, but the, the PC Engine version of this one is, like, half again as long, um, so, like, one and a half times as long as all the other versions <laughs> because of that epic guitar solo in the middle. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah, it is definitely Worth my it. favorite version Worth of this it. track. Um, but the Vita version has also got some really rocking guitar. The PS2 version has got some really like a like grungy feel to it, um, almost like a steampunk kind of sound. And uh, so th that I think is really cool. This one kind of like the Dawn of Ease. The different versions of it are really really great. So um, yeah, between Battle Fifty Eight and uh, Temptation of the Harlequin, it is hard. And I think I'm just going to have to fall on the other one a little bit because mostly because of that 
that Vita version with the the piano was just really really fun. Yeah, it is beautiful. It is definitely beautiful. And the other the other track that we didn't really talk about there uh, between the two, I want to be gentle. I, I know we briefly did there. I'm sitting here listening to the the Vita version specifically of it right now, and. It just, man, it just whisks you away. It does. The the Vita version of this track it is, is, so is good. the best version, uh, hands down. It it is yeah. phenomenal. It's like classic yes, Japanese RPG, like either like romantic, not necessarily in the love sense, Uematsu, but romantic man. And like you know, yeah, that sense of final. Yeah. No, see, I kind of get like Final Fantasy romance or. Or, yeah, you know, Final Fantasy Romance. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting from. Both versions of the word. It does have that sort of love ballad kind of sound to it, but it also just has that, like, sweeping, adventurous, like, hopeful sound. Yeah, I can pick up some Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy vibes from this one for sure. This is the one where the PC Engine version actually is my least favorite. There's something about the the bass instruments. It's, 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 it's too... I don't know. I know what you're talking about, though. There's yes, like almost yeah. too much game Where, or something like it. It it, mm-hmm. it, it, it vibrates. Does. It does. Exactly. And no matter what I did with it, I didn't want to tweak the actual sound quality too much, of course, because you want to stay as close as possible to what you had originally. Um, but no matter what I did to try to offset that bass sound just a little bit, that that that, that too much gain sound that you mentioned was just it never went away. Um but then the then the Vita version comes in and it's just like like this is what this song was originally supposed to sound like. Oh yeah, the Vita version blows the other three out of like the Super Famicom version of of, of what's the name of that track? Uh, I want to be gentle. It's actually pretty good. The PS2 version I think is actually stronger than the Famicom I think so version too, on this one. But yeah. nothing compares to the Vita version. Nothing and, compares to the Vita um, version. This is another one. I I saw it called I Want to Be Gentle. I saw it called I Want to Be Kind. I saw, I think I saw one translation that was I Want to Be Loved. Um, so, yeah, again, different translations, but... At least that one was sort of easy to find. Oh, okay, I wonder if maybe somehow these are related. <laughs> they all say I want to be something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to be held, Bedroth. <laughs> well, it's too bad we're several states away, but uh, I'd give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So many states, so many miles. I'll be traveling through Alex Messenger's neck of the woods yeah. here relatively soon. Jessica and I are taking a trip up to uh, Niagara Falls, and we'll be yeah, having to drive I through. I mean, you Erie. guys are uh, much closer to the Messenger than a lot of other a lot of other podcasters I know. So, um, but uh, yeah, I want to be gentle. I'm pretty sure that that is connected to a single character. So I think that's one of the rare ones that actually plays around the same in some of the same instances across each version. Um, but of course the battle team as well. Um, you know, it's a battle team. So, um, but yeah, yeah, of course these were, these were a lot of fun, super fun indeed, but it doesn't end there because you still put together three more compilations for this episode. So before you get on out of here, let's kick to that block of tracks and then you and I will be back right after that. You're listening to a compilation of In the Heart of the Fire.
everybody, it's Kyle from The Media Files. And if you don't know what The Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to The Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. listening to a compilation of Blazing Sword.
You're listening to a compilation of Lava Area, a kiss to El Deal.
in the heat of the fire. Is that your favorite one? It might one? be my favorite it's of good. the whole nights, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, all three of these last ones are super great. I love the Famicom version of that version of In the Heat of the Fire. The Famicom, the Famicom version, version of all three of these so are just great. Good. Yeah, Heat of the Fire, Famicom version. It's so good, <laughs> like with the organ and the drums and everything. Oh, it's man. So good. See, the thing about the PC engine and the Vita versions of that particular track is that you can just I mean, you get the exactly. rock, dude. It, it, it's a rock song, but the Famicom version, it, it it almost like it is, but it doesn't feel it at the same time. I don't know. I just like the way that I don't I'm. Uh, like, my body just moves when I listen to the Famicom I think, version. to me, what stands out about that is the composition of this song is just so damn good. And on the other versions, the PS2 to a lesser extent, but then especially the PC Engine version and also the Vita version, I almost feel like the sound of the instruments, because it is so clear and so real, gets in the way of the composition itself because you're like listening to how awesome the drums sound or how cool that synth sounds and you're not listening as much to that that really killer melody the like when you're listening to the super super famicom version if you go back and listen about 18 seconds in it gets into the like the b part and this melody just like jumps all over the place, and it's so cool. I'm trying to. I I, don't, I'm, I was gonna. I was gonna try to imitate it, but I, I'm here. Listen to it. I don't know stuff, that I can. I don't know that I can. Without like, sounding da, stupid. Da, 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 I can't. I can't do it justice. It's high, low. It goes all over the place. It's like all over the spectrum, and then, like, but the it's so much fun mark, to listen to. It does to. that awesome like up and down roller coaster run, and then when it gets into the loop, you just got the snare going like just dump, 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 and building up. Yeah, this was. This this might be track of the night for me. It's so good. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a strong track. One of one of my favorites for sure on the soundtrack as well. Um, interestingly enough, Blazing Sword. I think I like the PS2 version the that best. That is interesting. I think I have to go back. Let me let me dig into that one a little bit because I'm. Listening, listening back to it there during that block, like I really dig the Famicom version. The Famicom version is good. I'm really getting some. Vita like... version is always good. Vita version, I have no complaints with. But something about something about the PS2 uh -huh. version, you know, I like it. I am getting some Final Fantasy Mystic Quest vibes from the Super Famicom version. Something about the drums and that trumpet. That trumpet, I think, is what's really doing it for me. Um, getting into the PS2 version now. Oh yeah, this one with the snare and it's just got some, the PS2 version has some depth to it. Yeah. That's really, really cool. It does. It does. It, I don't know. It, it just sounds different from the other three and Kinda it like sticks the, out in well, my mind. And I want to be gentle or I want to be kind. The memories of Celsetta version is like, like this is what this song is supposed to sound like. I feel like the PS2 version of Blazing Sword, like this was the ultimate expression of that song. I think that you're right. Um, oh, but this is the one where the the TurboGrafx-16 version, it's not, not 16, the, 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 the PC engine CD version went, it went in such a different direction. Um, it's got like a woodwind and like ethnic percussion vibe, and it's a lot slower than the other ones. Um, it almost sounds like Yasunori Matsuda, yeah, they slowed it way down. So it's really cool, but it's so different from the others that, yeah, it's it's almost hard to compare. 
This song is also really, really fun. This one was fun to put together. And then it gets back into the... Uh, fun to listen to. And then the Vita version is almost just... like in between. Yeah. The, the oh, Vita it just gets epic again when like the Vita version grand, kicks in. Like sweeping thing. Yeah. It's epic, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, you're right. The, the PS2 version, there's just some element to it that it makes it stand out from the crowd. Something about that PS2 version of, of Blazing Sword. Um... Listening to the last track that we played there, A Kiss to El Deal or Lava Area, I think I'd have to go Famicom. I think I'd have to go Super Famicom again, dude. Like, this one just sounds yeah, really, really strong that, on that like, soundtrack. That initial sound is really cool. And, again, super strong melody. Um, the Falcom guys really, really know what they're doing here. After the big exodus of, like, programmers that uh, sort of prompted the creation of ease four the way it happened sometime in the late 90s i think they actually had kind of an exodus of um of some of their musicians um which is interesting because the whole reason that falcom sound team jdk exists as a thing is because they um <laughs> from what the video said uh that i talked about at the beginning um falcom was almost like trying to hide the names of some of their people behind these like behind these fake band names <laughs> uh, so that they wouldn't be as easy to isolate and to scalp by other companies. Well, I mean, they, they were like on the top of the, really the pyramid, yeah. though, when it comes to video game music. Like, you have to assume there probably was some poaching trying to take place. I mean, the fact that all the stuff that we're listening to right now, this is stuff that, that could have been written in the last 10 years. Like, just the composition style. This is really, really advanced stuff. And this came out in 1993. Um, it, it, it's just, it's crazy. Like, this, this is really, really, really strong stuff. Um, the PS2 version of A Kiss to El Deal is another one that, it's, it's really strong. I like it a lot. The drums and the cymbals are really, really nice. Oh, yeah. And, and this one... Uh, it I is. think my favorite part of the Kiss to El Deal, it's almost got like a classical sound to it, comes near the end of the loop where it's like it's 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 got this like really, really fast kind of almost folk dance sort of section. And it's really, really neat. Really fun. Yes. Do you remember encountering El Deal, this like angel at the top of the tower, and like what this might have been? I mean, I I I remember the character. I don't remember like the what is going on in the story when you actually do <laughs> encounter him no unfortunately i haven't i i um so memories of celsetta on the vita here when did it come out in the u.s was 2014 no 2013 november 26 2013 so that's i played it probably january or february of 2014 because i got it for christmas um and then it came out on the ps4 and the pc Last year? Two years ago? Something like that? Uh, PS4 was June 9th, 2020. PC was July 25th, 2018. I have it on PC and I have it on PS4. So, like, I have this game, <laughs> yep. I guess, multiple times. Just it's the same version. So I don't really have multiple versions of Ease 4. I just have multiple versions of the same version of Ease 4. So I have the Vita, the PC, and the PS4 version of this game. Um, of course, shout out to our friends over at Exceed and whoever else published this game. Well, I think it was Exceed for all three of these games. But uh, that, that's that's how I have all copies. But uh, I never played through the PC or the PS4 version. 
So even though I have them, I, I net like I think I maybe played an hour of the PS4 version just to start. I was going to I was going to replay it. And as always happens, I just don't have time, man. I barely have enough time to cover the games that we do for the Level Down Games podcast. Like, if I ever get to play anything extra, it's yeah, usually it's, it's rare. It's pretty hard for me to. <laughs> I usually have to play other things, and, and maybe maybe so not the games that I want to be playing. Uh, into the show, and um, with uh, you know extra hours in my new job and things like that. I, I keep saying new job. It's been actually like three quarters of a year now that I've been there. Because, ah, oh, man. I did get a few new games over the uh, the winter break, and um, actually, right before we started recording tonight, I pre-ordered uh, new Pokemon Snap. Oh, um, yeah, coming out in April, because, baby. They just yes, confirmed that oh, one. Man, Pokemon Snap is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, far away, my favorite Pokemon game, because I never really played Pokemon much. I can't wait. And, and it looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah, you're right. It looks absolutely gorgeous, and I can't wait. Um Shukapow and I went in together with the last of our Christmas money and pre-ordered it. And um, uh, some of my patrons may possibly have helped a little bit too, but we'll be playing some of the music from it on our show, so it'll all come back to you. <laughs> I also got some books for Christmas. I just recently finished Ready Player Two, so I can finally listen to, uh, Ooh, to Kyle's go check out the media, the media files. files. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's actually the reason that I bumped it to the top of my reading list was so I could listen to that episode without getting spoiled. So shout out to you, Kyle. You, you got me to read a book first. The Media Files is actually catching fire, man. I, I have a feeling that might be our second most popular podcast by the end of 2020. That would be that. Yeah. I mean, Kyle does a great job and um, I'm waiting for my waiting for my turn in the co-host seat. He and I have been talking a little bit. So <laughs> waiting for the invitation. I know he's all, he's re always reaching out to many different other people. So I uh, I had fun talking about this and kind of getting to re-experience some of these compilations that you put together. Because, well, the compilations have been sitting there since like the mm. end of the year last year. I think you sent them like December 30th or somewhere around the new year. And so they've been sitting there for a few weeks. And I, I listened to them when you first sent them. But I hadn't listened to them again until today. So getting to re kind of experience them and 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 reappreciate the 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 work that it went into. It was, it was I super think cool. now that the episode has aired, I don't know when I'm going to have time to do this, but I'm I'm going to make time because now I've decided I want to do it. And so it's going to happen at some point in the not too distant future. I will upload um, videos uh, with these compilations and probably some images from the games to like superimposed over. I'm not going to go so deep as to figure out where they actually play in each of the games and put an image from that part because I don't care that much. But but I'll throw up some screenshots and uh, I'll put them up on yeah, my, uh, my YouTube channel. But Bedroth, we mentioned it. Where else can people find you? All right. So you can find us on... Um, YouTube by just searching Very Good Music VGM Podcast. Uh, my son, Shukapow, and I host a bi-weekly uh, video game music show where usually we just bring a handful of tracks on a certain topic. Uh, we will occasionally feature a guest. And um, let me see. I think as of the time of this posting, we just had on my buddy Jeff and we talked about obscure platform games and maybe some not so obscure. Uh, around this time, you're going to be hearing our showcase of different town, village, and city music from the Legend of Zelda series. 
And coming up in February, um, for anybody who doesn't know, at the end of our last season, we featured a Mega Man 2 versus Mega Man 3 uh, sort of showdown um, two-part finale uh, at the end of season one. Um, and on that episode, we had our patrons vote for like their favorite tracks of the matchups, and we did like Sparkman versus Flashman and Bubbleman versus Snake Man, and basically just Mega Man 2 versus Mega Man 3. And that one was a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't listened and you want to know who won, go check them out. Um, we are going to be doing doing a feature with the composer of our theme song, uh, who goes by Skeletroy on YouTube. Um, and we're going to be talking about the music of Mega Man X and Mega Man X 3. And it is, it's a blast. He knows music inside and out. He's a, he's a composer and an arranger. Um, and uh, he, he picked the X tracks and then I picked X3 tracks to try to stand up to just the, the behemoth that is the Mega Man X soundtrack. And we were surprised at how close a lot of it was. Uh, the music is really, really great. We didn't have like a, a big wide vote this time. It was just the three of us, uh, me, Skeletor, and Shukapau deciding what we thought was best. But it's still a lot of fun. Another two part episode and for anybody who likes the Mega Man X style of sound um, it's going to be up your alley and so yeah that's thank you for giving me a platform to talk about all my my stuff here to start out the the year um, I'm actually excited to listen to that episode <laughs> myself <laughs> that one sounds cool but yeah YouTube has links to all of my stuff um, our podcast home is on Anchor just like VG Media uh, anchor.fm slash VGMVGM and yeah we have a Patreon and all that stuff uh, but those are probably the best places to find us We're on all the podcatchers. Uh, Just search Very Good Music, VGM, and you will find us. Sounds good. Sounds good. And of course, you will be back (laughs) relatively soon. I don't know when. I I never know when anymore. But you will be back (laughs) soon-ish on on VG Mania. We're not going to let you get away for too long without bringing you back on. Just let me know. Sounds good, man. Well, I'll let you go for now, but we'll bring you back here soon. And before I go... For the rest of the episode, let's kick to one more block of music that Bedroth did not curate. I don't know what these tracks are yet as a time of recording, but we'll figure it out. Check them out. I'll be right back to close out afterwards. You're listening to The Theme of Adol from Ease 4 Mask of the Sun on the Super Nintendo, released November 19th, 1993, composed by Yoshiaki Kubodera. Masanori Hikichi, Miyoko Takeyoka, Naoyuki Ito, Tomohiro Endo, and Hiro Tengenji.
You're listening to Verse of the Blue Moon from Ease 4 Mask of the Sun, a new theory on the PlayStation 2, released May 26, 2005, composed by Atsushi Shirakawa, Naoki Kaneda, Takehiro Tsunashima, and Masaru Nakajima. You're listening to the final decisive battle from Ease 4, The Dawn of Ease on the TurboGrafx-16, released December 22nd, 1993, composed by Atsushi Shirakawa, Naoki Kaneda, Takehiro Tsunishima, and Masaru Nakajima.
That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to share your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to The Foliage, Ocean, and Salsetta from Eve's Memories of Salsetta, released November 26, 2013, composed by Heioto Sonoda, Takahiro Unisuga, Saki Momiyama, and Tomokatsu Hagiuda. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.